you were right that the expect spring uh, it's in the air because it's a change. I believe the changes for better, and uh, I hope that maybe we will have changes, major changes in uh, in this spring. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. In reality, Ukrainian people are much better, much more interesting and friendly than other people expect. This podcast is about the real life, experiences, work, and personalities of Ukrainian people with a focus on the capital, Kiev, so that foreigners discover the positive truth about Ukraine, hear the voices of Ukrainians, visit the country, invest in the economy, creating more opportunities for the younger Ukrainian generations to stay and build their country. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help clean the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me. And even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me so many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to build orphanages for the children who lost their families in the war. I could not return to Ukraine in 2020 because of coronavirus. So this project is my volunteer work to help Ukraine. And thank you all for the support. This podcast now is ranking number one on Apple Podcasts about Ukraine, top 100 travel podcasts in Switzerland, top 60 travel podcasts in the UK, top 30 in the Netherlands, top 25 on Apple Russia, and top 20 on Apple Poland. So thank you. My guest today is Glib Alexin. Glib has a master's degree in financial controlling from the Kiev National Economics University. He was a volunteer at the CFA Society Ukraine, was a founding director at 180 Degrees Consulting in Kiev, worked at Ernst & Young, was a visiting lecturer at his alma mater, the University of Kiev National Economics University, and is now the chief analyst strategy at a great bank in Ukraine, where he is basically an internal consultant performing a number of projects for strategy development and implementation. But this interview is for him as a person. This doesn't re represent the views of his employer or anything like that. It's about Glib and for him. So how are you today? Uh, hello, uh, Aziz. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm okay. Uh, we are experiencing some uh, uh, true winter weather for the last couple of days, but still we are okay. I heard about that and I actually heard that people are enjoying it. Some people are enjoying the extra, extra thick snow while some other people are complaining. So to you, do you prefer that snow season or you wish it were spring already? Well, I believe that uh, uh, change is good. So um, change of season is more preferable to me and uh, actually you can experience different things uh, over the year uh, so 
Uh, yes, yes. You're not speaking like an accounting financial controller kind of person. You don't normally, they will say, we like not change, but stability. We don't like experiencing different things. We like one good thing to stay forever. So did you notice that you had a different kind of personality compared to people who studied with you or your colleagues in general, that you're maybe more um, creative or entrepreneurial or you prefer change? Uh, well, you see, I believe in diversity. So a really great uh, result could be produced by uh, a diverse team with diverse uh, views. So I believe non-traditional views and approaches are a benefit. Fantastic. You use the word great results. What does this mean for you? Well, I believe uh, putting it uh, uh, short and in general words, uh, in, in essence, uh, great result is uh, making a difference. Uh, so that if you leave a lasting uh, change, lasting footprint, for me, that is a great result. Uh, speaking more uh, in more precise terms, I believe that uh, a uh, great result could be defined uh, as a uh, long-lasting, uh, uh, sust sustainable um, uh, growth in, in, in any terms. Uh, so so uh, I, I, I believe in uh, thinking in uh, uh, long-distance, long-term terms. I love that. And I'm noticing this, that although you're young, you have this thought about legacy already. And to begin thinking in that way, was there a moment or maybe through your family, you notice your father or mother, they had that longer term view or your grandfather, or is it something you read or a professor you met who told you and uh, convinced you and gave you the belief in that long term? Because the human mind and most people live in instant gratification. So how did that long-term vision develop in you? Well, you see, I believe that uh, the current situation in Ukraine and uh, our perspectives for the future uh, building uh, a really strong nation is all about uh, long-term uh, and right priorities. So... It's uh, as existential, uh, in my view, for for Ukraine, for Ukrainian nation. Uh, so I, I believe it's uh, like in the air uh, nowadays, a need for a, a long-term uh, working strategic approach. Both uh, for... This uh, is fantastic. For... One second, one second. I forgot you're like this chief strategy guy. So let's speak about strategy because um, my brain in the, in the archetype of brains is architect, which means I'm born like pure strategic thinking forever. That's the way I see the world since I was very small is always consequences, long terms, as well as, of course, you know, needing to let go and have fun. It doesn't mean I only think very uh, seriously. It's just an unusual combination of very creative and very strategic. But to ask you, what is to you strategy and is it something you always had? Or when you learned, you thought this is key, I want to focus on it. 
for me, strategy is all about balance in all dimensions. Uh, for instance, uh, you, you cannot neglect uh, uh, short-term uh, results uh, uh, in favor of a, a long-term strategy uh, and vice versa. Uh, so I believe uh, in general uh, it's all about um, seeing a big picture and uh, uh, the way uh, you see things, you approach towards them. Okay. And when it comes to strategy, do you have a thinker or a book or someone you consider a role model when it comes to successful strategic thinking? Um, well, you know, I, uh, I endeavor not to uh, limit myself by uh, frameworks. And actually, I'm not a believer in uh, f f fashionable fashionable ideas, fashionable authors. As to me, it's all about common sense. If you produce a, a sustainable long-term uh, result, being like uh, a growth in value added for stakeholders, by stakeholders I mean not only shareholders, but uh, uh, more broad uh, groups of st stakeholders, that uh, is for me is a uh, working approach to, uh, towards strategy. And um, actually uh, that approach is uh, uh, described uh, in any uh, uh, book or textbook being it uh, like corporate finance, strategy, uh, marketing. Thank you. So even in your life, do you think in that way or is it more in business, but in life you're more relaxed about strategic thinking and all those academic approaches? Although you mentioned you don't really follow a specific framework, but you try to follow the principles. I, I, I believe that uh, uh, like one should uh, uh, know how to employ those frameworks and approaches uh, and uh, having in mind uh, the final result, the bigger picture. So maybe, uh, yes, uh, uh, like even um, personal goals and, uh, and life in general could be approached as a uh, strategic project. Maybe, yes. I, I, I uh, see increasingly more uh, ideas on that, that uh, you should uh, uh, employ like uh, project management, not only in work, but also in like uh, personal matters. Great. And to ask you, since I remember a guest was speaking that in Ukraine, there isn't really any um, middle class. Most people are really either poor or very, very rich. But recently with the IT and some foreign jobs that came, there is a bit more of a middle class. I consider you honestly, where people don't really know, but you have a, a good job in a great bank and you are officially part of the middle class. I want to ask you, did you grow up in a middle class family? How do you view that absence or growth of middle class in Ukraine, as well as what do you think this decade will be when it comes to Ukraine? Like, what is your expectation for the changes and the improvements? Well, you're right about the absence of middle class uh, in Ukraine, both in, like, uh, in terms of a developed country and of an emerging 
uh, economy. Uh, and actually, um, I couldn't define myself as a middle class. Maybe I am a bit more well off than uh, like uh, 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 compared to uh, other citizens, but <laughs> I, I couldn't personally define myself as a middle class. I don't feel uh, I, 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 I don't feel like. Uh, yeah, that, and actually, that is a, a big issue, big issue for uh, for Ukraine uh, in all uh, aspects, uh, starting from like short term, like uh, uh, people choosing uh, to leave country uh, in pursuit of a better life, and. Uh, uh, like mo uh, in more long-term aspects, uh, being uh, uh, ability to finance uh, political parties, uh, general uh, uh, approach towards uh, life and use uh, uh, voting on elections, uh, populism, etc., etc. Speaking of my. Uh, um, background I, I come from uh, like uh, common post soviet uh, family uh, i couldn't say that uh, uh, i had less or i had more uh, of like uh, tangible uh, uh, valuables uh, in uh, my uh, childhood or while being a teenager. Uh, I was uh, um, reflecting uh, back on uh, on that. Uh, I uh, I think that um, I was gi uh, given uh, a backbone, uh, really beneficial, being like um, edu uh, education. Uh, being both practical, like uh, st uh, studying languages, uh, foreign languages, etc., and uh, more general, being like uh, uh, trained as a uh, cultured person uh, with diverse views, etc., etc. Uh, so, uh, yeah, as for me, that is a defining um, characteristic for. Uh, uh, young and uh, uh, middle-aged Ukrainians being uh, hardworking, uh, being honest, uh, and uh, being uh, well in general uh, well educated. So uh, that could become a driver for future growth and transformation for Ukraine. That is wonderful, and I thank you for that. Then to ask you another thing. You speak English above average, especially that I notice when interacting with Ukrainian people, although they study it for a long, long time, but they don't feel, they feel a bit shy about speaking in English, so they don't even try it, while you speak it well and with confidence. To ask you, what was your method for learning the language? Did you live abroad for a little bit? To practice your English when you worked somehow in another country, or did you take many classes there, or are you someone hardworking where every day after university or school you spent like one hour studying English, or what was your method? 
Well, uh, my method was uh, uh, immersion. I uh, tried to consume as much content as possible in English, like uh, reading, uh, uh, fiction, uh, watching uh, movies in English, uh, something, something like that. And actually, uh, actually, I, I, I believe that uh, using it uh, for studying and later working also benefited it. But it's true that uh, my speaking English is a bit rustic, and so uh, I, I use it more like uh, while reading or writing, etc. But uh, um, there, uh, there is increasingly more people who are uh, uh, good speakers uh, uh, in English, uh, so uh, that is uh, increasingly less barriers, language barriers, uh, speaking of uh, uh, Ukrainian realities. Thank you. That is very interesting. And you are someone who could have worked in any other country in the world. Why did you stay and choose to stay in Kiev? Maybe that helps us know an answer that will encourage more people from Ukraine to stay in their country and build it. Like, why did you choose Kiev? What do you love about it? Why is it a better choice for you now than another country or city? Can you share, please? Well, Kiev is like uh, hometown for me. I was uh, my origins are from Kiev, and actually it's not Kiev, but uh, Kiev. Uh, it's uh, like uh, in, in Ukrainian, uh, it is uh, pronounced like uh, Kiev. Uh, uh, so like Kiev, Kiev. Uh, like, Kyiv, uh, it's more like Kyiv. Yes, yes, that that way. Uh, like Kyiv, in this way, or not Kyiv, but Kyiv. Yes, Kyiv. It's in Kyiv. It's thank you, Kyiv. So, well, you see, uh, I think that there were several reasons uh, for me. Starting from uh, reason number one, I believe that uh, that was uh, barriers uh, for Ukrainians to live uh, for developed countries uh, for work. Uh, and, and now, uh, nowadays, before the pandemic, uh, I guess that, uh, it, it became easier. Uh, but still, uh, and by barriers, I mean not only um, like uh, visa barriers and uh, pre prejudice uh, for people from Eastern Europe, uh, less developed countries, but also like mental barriers, be uh, because uh, as you mentioned that uh, you, you have uh, like a personal family story with Soviet Union before 1991, uh, living uh, that country was impossible. So, uh, uh, so uh, it put like a long-lasting uh, footprint on, on uh, uh, mentality. So I believe that we are still struggling to 
uh, to establish our like self-esteem that uh, we are not uh, worse than um, people from other geographies. Speaking of uh, another reason, I believe that uh, it's better to live and work uh, in your homeland because you better understand people. Maybe uh, you would uh, uh, make a better fit uh, as a person, as a uh, both in personal and career matters. Uh, but actually, I'm also open for, for a possibility to to live abroad, to work abroad, so, so I'm, not, I'm not like uh, uh, fixed uh, on uh, living and working yeah, only in one country. And actually, like uh, uh, analyzing the situation in Ukraine, and uh, I mean, like uh, uh, in terms of uh, uh, elections and uh, policy, etc., etc., maybe that could become that uh, it would be better uh, to leave a uh, country uh, at one point because um, I, I see uh, uh, somewhat uh, uh, danger of uh, re-emerging left ideas uh, in country uh, in response to like um, general uh, issues of poverty, of lack of um, uh, uh, long-term perspective, etc., etc. So that might also become a, 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 motiva a motivation to 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 move uh, to another country. But like uh, returning back to your uh, topic of this uh, podcast. Uh, I'm, I have to reassure that there is no like uh, 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 risk of uh, uh, Bolsheviks return uh, to power, etc. But reflecting on that, uh, there are still issues of uh, rule of law, of um, private property in Ukraine, so uh, still uh, we have to uh, fight the uh, consequences of uh, Soviet rule. Thank you. And with the concluding words, can you share what is your understanding of what Ukrainian people are, just to explain it to foreigners? As well as, if people want to connect with you, where what is your favorite place for them to send you a message or go to look? That I will write also in the description. It's both like a hard and uh, easy question for me, like defining uh, Ukrainians. Uh, for me, is it is a uh, great people uh, from a heartland in Eastern Europe with a uh, great future, in, uh, but in case if we uh, can define ourselves. By that I mean that um, uh, the situation uh, with uh, 
revolution uh, that started in 2013 and uh, war with Russia uh, that still uh, uh, lasts uh, is of um, existential nature. Uh, and um, uh, that would, uh, I, uh, I, uh, I see uh, us as uh, winners in the, final, uh, in the final of this uh, uh, war. Um, and uh, uh, we will come out uh, as um, uh, more strengthened, uh, uh, more organized, and uh, it's, uh, people with a um, with a vision, with a vision of our, our, our uh, future. Uh, speaking of uh, more. Um, like uh, in in less general terms, I believe that um, Ukrainians are not much different from uh, other people in uh, uh, Eastern Europe. Um, uh, being like hardworking, um, down to earth, hospitable, um, not politically correct, picking their mind. Uh, and um, endeavoring to have a better life. Uh, I uh, uh, strongly encourage uh, to travel to Ukraine uh, because it's an interesting place to be, uh, both in terms of uh, business possibilities and uh, uh, cultural, cultural life because we have a renaissance of um, our culture, uh, our culture, our uh, starting since uh, uh, revolution. Speaking of uh, places uh, to visit in Kiev. Um, well, I increasingly more uh, see like uh, definitions that Kiev is like a new Berlin, and actually I believe that would be true, because um, lots of places uh, to see and visit in 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 terms of Asia, uh, pastime, uh, like if compiling a list. First of all, uh, you should uh, visit cathedrals, Orthodox uh, uh, Christianity uh, cathedrals. Uh, take a, a walk in city center. Uh, by that I mean like uh, Sofiska Square. Uh, um, Mikhailovsk uh, Square, uh, Golden Gate uh, place, um, uh, etc. Uh, you definitely have to visit Kyiv in mid-April when everything is in bloom uh, and it is really beautiful uh, during that time. Uh, climate, with climate change uh, becoming like more continental summer is boiling hot so I daily advise to visit in mid-April or in September 
you should also go to uh, to the hills that are above the Dnipro River and uh, take a view of the sunset uh, near Pizajnali LA uh, Andreevska Church, etc. Thank you so much. And I'm curious, you said in April, at the end of April is when things are booming. I'm wondering about August, because when I was there in Kiev, it was almost empty because people went, I mean, not during coronavirus, since I said mm -hmm. 2020, I didn't return, but people go to Bulgaria or they go to Odessa or they do something like that. Do you believe the summer is also a good time to visit Kiev or the city will be too empty and therefore better to go to Odessa or uh, somewhere else? Well, for me, like, an empty city is, uh, <laughs> is more like a benefit because uh, I couldn't uh, define myself as agoraphobic, but still less people is better for me, less people and less cars because we have, like, in issues, issues of any uh, megapolis of, uh, from an emerging market country with uh, traffic, uh, cars, etc. Uh, that is still an issue to, uh, to be solved, for, like becoming a truly European capital, uh, a capital of European country like in, the, in those terms. Uh, speaking of August, uh, you see that um, we have a major holiday in August. Uh, 24th August is uh, um, is uh, Independence Day. Uh, it is closely linked with the failure of Kudeta uh, Gugic in, in Moscow in 1991. Uh, after that, we uh, we, uh, we proclaimed our independence uh, from them uh, in the end of August. Uh, so people uh, try to visit other places on uh, like those long uh, holidays. I, I believe that it is becoming a, a common practice for Ukrainians uh, to uh, leave the hometown uh, like to uh, uh, to have a, um, a small trip uh, over the country, like to uh, rejuvenate, to restart their brains. So that might be a reason uh, for, uh, for, for, uh, for an empty uh, uh, city uh, during uh, uh, summertime. Thank you so much. So, for people to connect with you, is the best place LinkedIn? Yes, uh, or via my mail. No problem. It was a pleasure. I learned a lot. I thank you so much for your time. I know you have to return to work. So, Glib, have a great day. And I hope you will enjoy the snow, of course. Uh, yes, yes. It's, uh, actually, it's, it's beautiful. Uh, yes. And, uh, change, change is beautiful, but um, uh, uh, you were right that we expect spring, 
uh, it's in the air because it's a change. I believe the change is for better. And uh, I hope that maybe we will have changes, major changes in, uh, in this spring. Uh, I mean that uh, I really hope that with the change of uh, current uh, administration in the US, uh, we, uh, the focus for Ukraine will return and uh, 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 the, the reform agenda would restart for us uh, because we uh, really need support, support from the developed countries uh, and, uh, and uh, help, helping us in uh, both uh, uh, planning and realizing uh, those uh, defor reforms in our uh, strive for uh, joining uh, the uh, group of uh, Western democratic countries, NATO countries, uh, the, the, that club. Uh, of the de uh, developed uh, countries uh, where uh, uh, people feel like uh, uh, definitely more uh, happy um, compa uh, compared to other clubs of countries. Uh, so Thank you uh, yes, very yes. much. I am look forward to publishing this episode and I wish you a great day. Thank you again, Glib. It's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you.